you so much for being here today. We're still talking about getting ready for Jesus. I think we'll be talking about getting ready for Jesus until Jesus gets here. He's preparing us to stand before him confidently without spot or wrinkle, of course. We are to look like him. We're to be ready to move in with him. And that's what he's doing. That's what the spots and the wrinkles are. He's getting rid of all the things that are in the way. Choking the word, getting in the way of us standing confidently before him that day. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for getting us ready, for teaching us how to stand before the groom, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, without spots and wrinkles. We just love you, we adore you, and we humble ourselves before you. Teach us your way, O Lord. Thank you. So we've been talking about tithing and how that is God's will. And when we don't tithe, we're robbing him. When we don't give, we talked about giving yesterday, we're robbing him. He looks at us as a thief. He said, if you don't tithe, you're robbing him. You're cheating him. And if you don't give, you're not even actually giving aside. I mean, with tithing is what he's calling us to do. If we don't do those two things, we're robbing him. If we don't do those things, we're keeping him from being able to bless us because that's how his kingdom operates. Those are his principles and will be when we get there to live with him. His ways are to be our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. So we got to change to match up to him. So Malachi 3.8, will a man rob God, yet you rob me. How do we rob you? You withhold your tithes and your offerings. You're cursed with a curse. We're cursed if we don't tithe. If we don't give, we're under the curse. Bring all the tithes, the tenth of your income into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And so he's asking you to be a part of his life, to be a part of giving in his, in his kingdom where his, his word can go forth. And then he said he'd give you so much in return. He'd open the windows of heaven that you wouldn't have enough, we wouldn't have enough room for it. And he'd rebuke the devourer for our sake. And we went into that um, yesterday and I believe the day before. So all his principles work together. All the things that he's asking us to do have to come together. We have to come in agreement with him for them to work. So just to reiterate, if you tithe but you don't give, it's not going to work. If you call those things to be not as though they were, yet you don't tithe and you don't give, you lie, you cheat, you're cheating him, it won't work. And so to be blessed beyond measure is to tithe and to give. And we're going to talk about today the rest of the giving, which is, and we, I mentioned yesterday, his most important commandment is to love and to love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And how he put that to me is to care about what he cares about. If you love someone, you care about what they care about. And he cares about all his children, that none would perish. That's what's on his mind. That's what he's thinking about before he comes. And he, he's working 
to make sure that we all have a clear choice. We all have understanding and we choose him. And so choosing him is abiding, doing his work, being in agreement with him. So that when he says tithe, you say, sure, Lord, I want to be a part of your kingdom. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to give 10%. I'm going to give offerings. I'm going to give, and I understand your ways to give back to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And then he said he would rebuke the devourer for our sake, but he also gave us the keys to the kingdom. Whatever we bind on earth has to be bound in heaven. And so when we, we bind and we loose, he's going to back us up because we're a part of his kingdom. We're a part of what he's doing. We've come into agreement with him, oneness with him. And so we have his power. He's going to back up what we say when we're in agreement with him. And so um, then we read um, yesterday, Luke 6, 38, given will be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be given to you. So his way is to give, and that's how he provides for you. In Matthew 6, 33, he said, instead of seeking after all these things, running around like the heathen do, he said that we should seek God's way of doing and being right, and then all those things that we need will be added to us. And so that's what we do. That's how we live. And today I want to introduce to you Proverbs 18, 16. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. And Jesus talked about this in Matthew 25. He said the kingdom of, of God, the kingdom of heaven, is like a man who went on a journey. Jesus went on a journey and he left his workers in charge of his work. And he said in John, he said, whoever believes in me will do what I was doing and even more. So we are called to do his work, whoever believes. So it's each and every one of us who say that we believe in Jesus. And remember, God, God said he's not mocked by mere pretensions, putting his precepts aside. And so you, you can't put that aside. You can't take on the enemy's thought and think, oh, I'm not good enough. Because that's what we do. He's like, you can't do that. You're not good, uh, good enough. Um, you don't have that skill. You didn't go to school. Anything is possible with God. Anything with men, yeah, it's impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. So in Matthew 25, Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man who went on a long journey. And he gave talents, five talents to one, two to another, and one to another. And um, they were to work those talents while he was gone. In other words, he's given us gifts to do his work while he was gone. And then when he came back, he settled accounts with them. And the one who only got one talent, he buried it. He didn't do anything with it. And he was thrown out into the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. We've been gifted. We have a talent. And God was speaking about this to me this morning. He said, when you don't, even when, you know, when you, you rob him, when you don't tithe and you don't give, and he's giving you a talent, he's giving you gifts to go and to do his work. And when you don't use those gifts, he said, you're robbing him. It's the same as not giving him a tenth, not giving him an offering, 
not giving to those in need, not giving abroad to do his work, not being that cheerful giver, not saying, yes, I want to give and look to give, as we were talking about, but even the gift that he gave you, whether you can sing, you're a musician, or you write, whatever it is that he gave you to do, whatever talent he gave you to do, he's going to give you instruction to do that work in his kingdom, to be a part of bringing to pass his will, which is that none would perish. So you have a gift that someone else needs to have eternal life. And you're going to be held accountable for that. And if you don't do anything with it, you're going to be thrown out into the outer darkness where there's weeping of naf- weeping and gnashing of teeth because you didn't do the will of the Father. And if you're thinking, well, I didn't know, that's why we got the book. It's your responsibility to seek and to find. I'm here so you can know. He gave you a gift to do. In Matthew 6, he said that stop worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. The heathen do that. They worry about what job they're going to do and how they're going to provide for their family. But we give in the kingdom. We support what God is doing. We're part of his life. We're on his side. So we seek his way of doing and being right. And in doing that, you're going to seek him as to what do you want me to do for you, Lord? What do you want me to do for you? Because if you don't, if you put aside his precepts, if you just ignore it, then on that day, Jesus is going to say, I didn't know you. You ignored me. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who calls me Lord. You can call him Lord. You can do all kinds of things at church. You can do good works. But if you don't do his will, he's going to say, I didn't know you. And you're going to be thrown out into the darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who calls me Lord went to, into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. And many are going to say, but Lord, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. We cast out demons in your name. And he's going to say, away from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. So this is a law. Tithing is a law. Giving is a law. We're to be getting ready to live in the kingdom. So these should come natural to us after a while. Yes, we have an enemy and he's trying to steal from you. Jesus said, if you don't understand this one thing, you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word, as soon as you hear this word, the enemy's going to come and he's going to try to talk you out of it because he doesn't want you to prosper on the earth and be a witness for God. He doesn't want you to have eternal life. He doesn't want you to stand before Jesus and hear Jesus say to you, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That makes him squirm, just the thought of that, because he's so evil. He hates God so much. He's trying to keep these truths from you so that you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. So that door gets shut on you. Right before this parable is... The ten virgins and five were foolish because they weren't doing the work. They weren't getting ready. Jesus went right into this. He said, therefore, watch and pray. And then the kingdom of heaven, like as a man who went on a long journey, Jesus left. He left us in charge. He said, whoever believes in me will, will do what I was doing. He's gifted you. God has put a precious gift on the inside of you. And if you don't do it for the kingdom, 
you're throwing it away and you're robbing him at the same time. You're robbing him of many's salvation. You're robbing him. He gave you a gift. Why would you throw it away? It is to prosper you in his kingdom. If you gave someone a gift and when you weren't looking, they threw it away, you would never know. But if you knew it would hurt you, well, God knows and he can see it and it hurts him just as it would hurt you. So you went out shopping for this perfect gift for someone that you love and they didn't care. And they're like, oh, I got better things to do. I don't have time for that. I have to figure out what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink and what I'm going to wear. When he said he would provide for you, he even provides for the birds. So if you do life his way, he's going to provide for you. He's going to give to you. You're not going to have to work for it. Yeah, you're going to have to work your gift and your talent, but it comes natural and it makes you happy. It gives you happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. The reason I'm doing this is because this is my gift that I have to give. And it took work for me to get to this place that I am now. This is what he called me to do, and so I'm doing it. I put aside what I was doing before to work for him because I love him. You can't say you love him and not care about what he cares about. You can't say you love him. And then when he said, will you go for me? You can't tell him no. If you love him, if you love someone, you have a really hard time saying no. And maybe you're thinking, well, I don't love him. Then you should get to know him because if you don't live with him, you're going to live with the enemy. You're going to live where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. You want to get to know him. The prince is having a ball. And everyone wants to go. Because they want to get to know that lifestyle. They want to live in that lifestyle. They have a castle. They have money. They have it all. And so everybody wants to be that princess. Well, God is inviting you to his son's wedding. And you can have it all. Because he has it all. But if you don't choose him, then you're going to live that lower life. Where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Eternal, eternal damnation. Jesus said that he's knocking in the door of your heart. He's saying, will you marry me? Will you live with me forever? Will you come? Will you come and follow me? I have it all. I have eternal life. I have a castle. I have a kingdom. I have everything you need. And I'm knocking at the door of your heart. Would you come and follow me? Would you invite me to live on the inside of you? May I teach you and comfort you, take care of you, be there for you all the time, may meet your needs for you? You know, so much of the time, people are, they, they just have the wrong, the wrong idea of what that prayer is all about. They think if they say that prayer, they get to go to heaven. 
they think they mean it, but if you really mean it, you'll follow him. You'll get ready to marry him. You don't ready to, you don't get ready to get married like the moment you see the groom at the altar waiting for you. It'll be too late. And you'll say, I didn't know you. You who practice lawlessness, you can't practice his law without him right there teaching you and guiding you without following him. You can't even know, you can't see in the kingdom of God. In Revelation 3.20, Jesus said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, he would come and live on the inside of you. He will teach you. He will show you things to come. He will be there for your every need. But you have to be willing to take his instruction. You have to be willing to heed his voice. Because if you don't, the enemy is going to take over and trick you. Even to thinking that you are hearing Jesus and you are doing his will because he comes dressed as an angel of light. He comes dressed up to try to make you think he's good, but he's not. He's trying to steal from you. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life, have it to the full, until it overflows. The enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. He's just going to lie to you. He's going to lie to you. And if you don't know Jesus, you're going to believe his lie. If you don't look at the word, if you don't know Jesus, if you can't see in spirit, you're going to believe his lie. And he's going to deceive you and take you to hell with him because that's where he's going, and he wants your company. Misery loves company, right? He knows the end of the book. He knows more than you do. He knows the book. He knows God. He's a fallen angel. So if you're willing to heed his voice, I want to say prayer with you right now. If you, if you don't want to say it now, you can say it any time. But it goes like this. You just say, Jesus, would you come and live on the inside of me? He said he would if you would heed his voice. So then you, then you say, I'm willing to heed your voice. He said you can't do anything without him. So you say, I can't do this without you. I need your help. I can't have eternal life without you. I want to see what you see. So open my eyes, Lord so that I can see you. I want to live with you forever and ever. Help me to recognize your voice and resist the voice of the enemy. That's all you have to do. Just talk to him like you would talk to anyone else. And when you feel his presence, when he's there, it's such an amazing feeling. I just believe you're feeling it right now. I am. I feel him. I just got to connect. Focus on him. And he'll show himself to you. He's in love with you. I'm right here today talking to you for him. I'm here because you're there. And he wants you to hear this message. He wants you to choose him. Choose him. Choose life. Don't choose death. Thank you.
you so much for listening today. God bless you.